Black Men Cry Too is an invitation for men of color to feel safe to share their truth and unpack their hurt. This space was created for black men to feel empowered and know it's okay that they can cry too. Support for Black Men Cry Too comes from NYC's Heritage of Pride. Thank you so much, NYC Pride, for selecting us for your give back so we can encourage Black men to know that it's okay, that they can cry too. Another dope sponsor we have for this season of Black Men Cry Too is Black-owned Scotch Porter. Fellas, if you want the best products for grooming and wellness, head over to blackmencrytoo.com and follow the affiliate link for special inventory and special discounts. Let's not forget our special partner for this season, Happy Cork, where you can not only get the best wine and spirits, but you can get the best Black-owned wine and spirits with this Black-owned wine and spirits store in the heart of Brooklyn. Head over to happy-cork.com and let them know Black Men Cry Too sent you. On this episode of Black Men Cry Too, I'm sitting down with the almost new mayor of Princeton. <laughs> hey, Rick, what's up? How you doing? How you How doing? How you feeling? I'm, I'm blessed. Happy to be here. Thank you for coming down to New York with us. No problem. No problem. It's always, it's always a good time coming on Canal Street, right? right. At WTF. Yes. So let's kick it off for state lines being crossed. No warrants out. One more for that, please. No warrants. No <laughs> One warrants. more for the no warrants <laughs> No <out>. warrants. <laughs> Got you. So to kick it off, yes, 2020 was a wild year. Yes, it is. 2021 right, was, right, right. is, was, <laughs> all that. 2021 has become even wilder. Yes, it has. But in 2020, there has been a big push for men going into therapy, and you started your therapy journey Absolutely. in 2020. February 2020. Wow. Right before right, yeah, yep. the pandemic. Absolutely. Can you talk about so early in the year, before the year even took a crazy turn? Absolutely. What made you decide to take that step? Like, what made you realize this is my time? Man, I, I, I think it was it was a culmination of a lot of things. Uh, home life, uh, where I was at professionally. Um, realizing I hadn't dealt with a lot of things, uh, uh, I guess, from my past. Um, and I, I think in January 2020, we all realized just how fast life can change when we Lost uh, uh, Kobe. Kobe, right, right. Um, there were some things going on at home, and and a lot of things. So I was just like, you know what? I need to talk to somebody about this. Um, I'm sure you can remember when you were a child. You go to the grocery store with your with your you know with your mother or father, and they tell you go get something, you get lost, and that feeling like oh I'm lost in the grocery store. I had that feeling a lot, and I didn't know what it was, and I was running from mm-hmm. it, right, mm-hmm. instead of just trying to conquer it. And was at a work convention in uh, Atlantic City, of all places. I was uh, wasn't losing any money, actually. So that was good. But I had a uh, three day panic attack and anxiety attack. And I said, uh, first first one I ever realized that like I was having it, like actually. I talked to my boss and, and he uh, pointed me in a direction. I haven't looked back since. It's mm, beautiful. Right. Is uh, your boss, can you say the gender? Well, yeah, he is a man. And that was my former boss. OK. Right. But um, yeah, he, he he's a man. And uh, is he a man of color? He's not actually. He's from the neighborhood though. So okay, so he from got the neighborhood, it, so. so he understands it. So, um, and I don't even call my boss. I call him my uncle, really, because 
Um, he came up under my dad and my dad coached him in baseball and my mom, you know, was in his back pocket all his younger life and he's from the neighborhood so he's around the way guy and, and he knows me and my family shoot better than I know my own damn family <laughs> some of my uncles some of my cousins and and uh so he's always treated me like like a nephew or like a son and when he could see that someone was wrong with me he's like have you talked to anybody about this I was like no he's like maybe you need to go talk to somebody about you know how you're feeling what you're feeling how you you know consistently feel and honestly it was the best decision I've made as an adult what made you feel comfortable expressing to a man, and it's not even a man of color, even though that, you know, he was from the neighborhood, about your vulnerable state? Well, I felt comfortable because it was just, you know, that's something I've worked towards in the 20 plus years of knowing, you know, uh, uh, my uncle, I, I call him. Um, and, you know, with him always trying to give me the best advice, right? And what I need to hear instead of what I want to hear, he he mm-hmm. he very important. He, yeah, he makes sure he he's like, listen, I can only tell you what I know, but I don't know everything. But I know people who are better suited at you know helping with what you're going through, or what you're feeling. And uh, you know, luckily, you know, at the job I was working through our employer, we had uh, I, I can't remember the exact phrase, but essentially we got counseling and, and any type of assistance as employees. Uh, you know, Beautiful. through through our contract, so um, it was at no cost to me actually. So that was that was we pretty cool. We love to hear it. Right, right, right. That was it was at no cost to me. So, um, got to do that, and and now here I am. How did you know in that moment that you were having a panic and anxiety attack? Because the two alone right. are very hard sometimes to even distinguish. This is what's happening internally. But to have both at the same time and realizing I'm having two extremes at this moment where it can feel like one heart attack, man, uh, two shortness of breath. Like if you can it, speak it to was, what was going was, on. It was shortness of breath. It felt like my head. Now I got a big head, too, but it felt like I had a lock on it. And like I couldn't think, think, breathe, or like shut down from you. You ever remember those old computer modems that sound like they was heating up when it got too overused? That's what it felt like inside. But I felt like my heart was beating on the bed next to me. Um, you know, I kept having to use the bathroom, but it was nothing. It was, I don't want to give too much detail, but nothing was coming out right. Um, and and it was my 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 heart was constantly beating fast, and I couldn't understand it. Why I could hear it in my ears, like mm. you know, things were going a little bit slower. But everybody like so, I was just like, I got to go talk to somebody about this, right? Um, I kind of lost the appetite. I wouldn't. I wasn't driving like, but I was like, my motor skills definitely would have been gone, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, at that point, I was just like, yeah, I got to go talk to somebody. I got to go talk to somebody. So. How was the conversation being held to help you come down and start like leveling? Yeah. Well, um, one of the things I did, you know, after I got done talking to my boss and he instructed me to reach out to this one person uh, that, that handled, um, you know, counseling and mental health within the uh, Princeton community and Princeton network. Um, look at your feet, like remember where you are, right? Be, be present. Right. So like That's a good one. you're not where you think you are or where you don't think you are. You're not further than you are. You're not anywhere in the bed. You're grounded. Right where you're at. grounded. So just like tap your feet on the ground, look where you are and try to touch something, smell something. And then eventually you get so worked up and like not worked up, but like doing those things, you kind of forget what you're feeling. Right. 
But then when you get a moment to get into your calm, you can kind of talk about those feelings that you felt and how extreme they were or how inextreme they were. Right. Just one or the other. So um, that's that's what I remember about that moment. That's actually a really good tip to share. I never right. even considered the tapping of the phone. I'm going right. to use that. Use that. Yeah, good, good, good. So when you started your therapy journey, was this something that you kept silent or was this something that you were sharing with others unwarranted or mm. maybe just mm. in conversation? Like, how did you go about letting it be known that this is the journey that's you're the, on? That's, that's a super good question. And and it was a mixture of both, right? Um, obviously, everybody has a collective, you know, group that they're with. Um, and I think that, I'm fortunate enough to be in like, you know, several different like, you know, groups of people I went to college with, you know, people I grew up with, you know, my day ones, day ones, you know, my dog, you know, dogs. That, and then you got, you know, other people. <laughs> that almost right? sounded like DMX when you said right. dogs. I was going to be like, <laughs> sorry. That was my DMX <laughs> nah, I heard that. But um, no matter which group I'm in, I'm always known as, as you know, a fun-loving, excited, outgoing person, right? No matter, you know what they think about me as far as like me being, you know, educated and, 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 you know, very grounded person, mm -hmm. humble. Um, so I was a little hesitant to tell certain people because it's just like, damn, Rick, you going through that? This is what you feel. Can like, you elaborate on certain people? If yeah, no, I could, I, I can precisely like, you know, my family, right? Like my, like immediate, you know, my cousins. Okay. And, and, um, as far as my sisters, I don't like it. Like they can see something's going on. They, they you know, they know. But, you know, I told them all one by one, like, listen, I'm going to counseling. This is what I feel. This is how I've been feeling. Um, like, good. I told my pop. My pop was one of the first people I called when I was having that panic attack and anxiety attack. And I got to explain something. I was like, yo, I just want a hug when I get home. Like, I've been avoiding that. Like, can I get a hug? Like, I love that. And what was his response? You're damn right. So, you know, my pop. Come on, pop. My pop, you know, he got four girls and, and, and two boys. Um, Beautiful parents you have. Right. Thank you. Thank you. So he's he's done with his deal of wide range of emotions. He's grandpa too. He's also Uncle Tommy. So, you know, you got these big, you know, ominous figure at home and, and throughout the neighborhood and throughout the community. <clears throat> Shows everybody I love, but I've always like, kind of like shunned it a little bit. Like, yo, I'm good. I'm my own man. But being able to speak with him about it and hugging him and, you know, he, I think he kind of realized himself that it's like, you know, you're going out on your own, making your own decisions as you have in the past and in your life but um that made me feel good explaining it to my mom was a little bit different um because my mom would break you down like she'd sit there and talk to you and but like you can't come talk to me about this and i didn't want her to feel like that i just wanted her to know that you know i was making this decision and honestly i made it more of a battle within myself to tell my mom mm. but when i told her after i explained it she was like Shoot, I think we all need to go talk to somebody. Yes, so, yes, mom, so, we do. <laughs> so, you know, what I mean, it, it, that 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 was that was good. And after I got to that point, I was just like, you know, other people find out when they find out. Like, you know, just like, I don't know, it's like having six toes. Like, you'll find out when I get comfortable enough to take my socks off around you. Like, like <laughs> you know what I mean, so like, um, I also don't want to throw it on people. Like, you know, like this is what I'm living. This is also what I'm doing to fix it or or to to, to live with it. Right? Um, you might got your own song and dance how you fix your things right like i'm gonna let you get down like that if you want any insight onto what i do to help with myself this is what i do so um to answer the other question i said yeah some of them look just like me a little darker than me too 
And uh, I was hesitant to tell, you know, my, my cousins and my, my, my brothers because we all we know is we get the bottle, sip, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk it out. Right. Or, you know, we're going to do one thing. We're going to keep it inside and wait till it gets to a point where it's just like there's it's so explosive. much inside of me that it becomes explosive. And I, I've never been that type, ever. So I'm always, I'm always a peaceful conflict resolution person. I, like, even within myself, like when I felt myself getting away from that and I was beating myself up. I got to go talk to somebody. So it's interesting how you say, you know, what we're used to is the bottle, pass a little something and how you spoke about if that's how you need to cope, like you can do that over there, but over here. And if you're ready, if you recognize same patterns that aren't helpful to certain members in the community, do you try engaging in that conversation of hey here's an alternative have you considered this is how it's helped me right yeah um sometimes yes right you got to understand that you can't help everyone right and you can't help anyone that doesn't want to be helped as well mm. but at the same time I'm not superman mm-hmm. i i realize there's people going through what they're going through and I'm an optimist at at, at a loyal optimist at, at heart. So I'm thinking like he's gonna figure it out. She's gonna figure it out, right? Like I believe in your strength to let you figure it out on your own. But sometimes some people you just know it just kind of down bad. And being able to distinguish between who's who and when's when that's that's the part that that gets me chopped up. Like listen, I just heard you on the phone when I was walking up the steps. I, I know you're going through some. If I can offer, I don't want to get barked at, right? right? But it might also be worth it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. Um, I think I should do more of, you know, putting my my hand out and 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 helping and assisting. Um, I'm nervous because sometimes I'm nervous because um, one, I don't want the vitriol to come back, or I do, I don't want you know somebody to act like I'm holier than thou because I'm you know trying to take care of what's going on either upstairs or you know internally. So um, I have you know shared it with people to you know if if you need any assistance, I can recommend you to you know X amount of people, but uh, it's been a process. It has been a process. I think what's interesting is when you said holier than thou, mm. and I feel like we get tripped up with the people who need help the most in a sense Absolutely. that are resistant right. the heaviest is them feeling like they're being preached to or told. So how can, how have you and how can people sort of dance in that line where it's like, I'm not trying to talk down on you or be like pretentious, but I'm literally like seeing a soul that needs help. And I'm seeing it from eyes that I needed help. And I went and got the help and I see the change in me and I see how you have the potential to have that benefit. I can dig it. So what, what, what I just learned recently in the conversation I just had with one of my good brothers, um, there's a difference between listening and hearing. Mm. And I like, I didn't, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Right. You remember white man getting jumped? Like you know, you don't listen to Jimmy. You hear it. like no, you gotta. Never saw the movie. Oh, you never, never. Oh, it's okay. All right, mm-hmm. all let's right. go past that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> listening to somebody just you know sitting here and like listening to respond while hearing is like being able to like either empathize you know and mm-hmm. and and understand their angst and how they feel and what they feel and when they feel it, um, and trying to further understand the pain that they're in, right? And then after you do that and, 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 and hear what they're saying and you're able to, you know, not internalize, it, but articulate it to yourself to be able to understand it. That is when you you offer the you know solution of 
or that is when I have offered the solution of like, why don't you try this? Why don't you try to get this a shot? You know? Um, and I learned that from conversations that I've had with people about things that I feel right. You know, everybody has their ace in the hole. Anybody that you're going to talk to, you know, um, I've gotten a little bit more in touch with myself. So I don't mind going for a walk with one of my dogs and be like, yo, like, this is what I'm feeling. But the thing is, if you're going to do that or with the, what I've learned from myself, if I'm going to do that, I got to be open to hearing what they have to say about a different perspective or a different idea or opportunity to try to change something. So that is along the path of what I've been either doing or has been done. So, What do you think is some of the most important lessons that you've learned through your therapy journey that you like use in your everyday life? Or like you said, like when you go on a walk and right, share right, with them. Right. So, I mean, I, I can talk about that, like going on a walk, right? I never realized how beneficial that was until 2020, until everything was closed around you and you're trapped inside of a house or, you know, or, or you're in a place that you don't necessarily want to be at. Mm. Right. Um, Cause not only does that happen, but the, the walls enclose around you, you start seeing the same people every day. You're not experiencing anything new or anything different. You know, um, you know, how many times can you count four walls? Right. Like, but you get to walking. It seems like not only your, 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 your body opens up and you're able to, expand but so does your mind you see a little bit more right you're able to release things that you didn't even know that you were thinking about right um so walking has helped or had helped tremendously and that's it led to new ideas led to me even further thinking about things that i hadn't thought about you know uh in months or years <clears throat> in addition to that you know one of the things that i learned in practice was because that's what it is it's an act of practice I like that. Say that again. It's an act of practice. Mm, right? Come on now. Right. So come on, preacher. 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 <laughs> I uh, I got a journal. I write in. Right. So you know, I mean, don't beat yourself up if you don't do it every day. Is that right? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. I try to make it a habit to do it at least once a day. And if I can't get to the journal, I'll do it on my phone. It feels a little bit better writing because you feel yeah. your, you feel your mind writing. Sometimes you can send a text back and forgot you text somebody back. That's or sometimes you don't send a text back and you think like. I text that person. Why didn't oh, respond? Today. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I learned is when you actively writing that thing down, whatever things is going on in your mind, whether it's some goals that you have, some plans that you have, some some dreams that you have, what your day was like in review, what you think tomorrow's going to be like, it's the less things that it's the more things that you're releasing. And you know, I don't I don't like saying the word toxic because you know that's been played out. But like, but sometimes a thing is a thing. But some it's like the toxicity that you have encountered you know even overhearing the news or you know the negativity the negativity right yeah. just like anything that you didn't want to hear or didn't want to see you can just release it so you don't go to sleep and dream about like it, it. Mm. right so so that's another thing i've done um with deep breathing helps um something i probably should get better at counting to five and like i told you staying present looking looking at my shoes touching something smelling something those are all things that have helped so I like how you said, you know, not holding on to the negativity. Yeah. Sometimes when you speak about therapy, especially within our culture, especially right. within the community, when right. they have our habits and you don't air out your dirty laundry, 
people will then share their unsolicited opinions on you about, mm-hmm. oh, therapy's for white people. You don't need that. Would you tie all your business out and blah? Just yeah. take it to church. You better pray about it. How or your boys just being like, are you good? You crazy? Um, everything all right? You know, just that yeah. negative feedback Man. that comes. Right. How do you stay consistent? Like, well, no. <laughs> you got to remember who the fuck you are at the end of the day. <laughs> so, Never. right. So, so like, you know, I, I know that we're all going to, damn, maybe I'm crazy. Like, it, it's going to happen. I once. mean, there are times where you'd be there like, damn, right. that was crazy. Right. It's going to happen once, right? But like, no, oh, that's cute once. You know, <laughs> but you got to just remember who you are, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, for me, you know, I, I had a friend that told me that I was ungrateful. This is my brother. You know, my, my country, uh, my country cousin Wesley is my brother. He says, you're ungrateful. And he's so profound with his wisdom. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm, I'm ungrateful. He said, no, nah, you're not ungrateful for what people do to you or do for you, but you're accepting of that. So you're ungrateful for what you do for yourself. He said, you think it's just a norm. You're just supposed to do this stuff. He said, you put yourself through school. You had all these jobs. You're able to, to provide for yourself. He said, you're taking these steps with counseling and things like that. And you think that's just some, something that you're supposed to do. It's like, nah, like that's hard work. You should be appreciative of how you feel uh, about how you're getting through these things. I was like, damn, drop the bomb on me. Yeah. So what, what I've learned, you know, about even like, you know, when I hear it, like, oh, you know, go to church and pray about it. Right. You're going to ask God for the strength. What you going to do with it? Right. And so um, then, you know, the, what I've learned is God ain't a magical genie. He's just going to need a million dollars. No, he's going to give you the. He's going to give you the insight and work ethic, mm-hmm. how to, to get to obtain that. Right. Um, you know, w- when you're talking to your boys or your girls and tell them, like, this is what I feel and this is what I want to do with it. Like, this is where I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. And this is why I want to go to counseling. Well, dog, you crazy. The- All right. Well, well I guess I'm well, maybe, crazy. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> but you got to remember exactly how you, who you are. So um, and the thing about, you know, therapies for white people. I was part of that 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 was part of that notion as well. I'm and I'm white. Lie. I'm part white too. So yeah. like for me to say that, I was like, mm, but then does that make it okay? Because yeah, I also I mean, part white. Yeah, like you know, I'm I'm saying you know, uh, you know, I, I had a you know, few cousins say some pretty wild things. It's just like you know, I keep it to myself. But I'm like, I right, you know, it is what it is. But oh, damn, like I know I ain't no white man. So like, <laughs> I got to worry about you know, what you think about what is for white people, what's not for white people, like. What I've learned is that therapy has helped tremendous, <laughs> tremendously, and I don't feel not one bit white. So, <laughs> I so, like that. so I mean, that's 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 where I'm at with it. What advice can you give others that want to access therapy and maybe don't know if they have the resources right. to right. do so? Well, I would say that um, anybody who's getting you know insurance through their employer definitely talk to anybody within HR or uh, directors of people and whichever the case may be, you know, just to get a further understanding of uh, what their benefits are through through their employer and if their insurance were to cover it. Uh, from there, if, if that's not the case, I would definitely um, call the insurance company that you're, you know, you're provided through and, and ask them if they have any uh, resources within, you know, mental health uh, uh, crisis with, I mean, m- mental health uh physicians within their network mm. and they can explain that a little bit more um but i mean if those are two things that aren't uh, accessible any type of clinic that is around you that is free or hospital i mean there's people in there that pretty much have to give you that information as well like or, or they can you know out of the kindness of their heart they should 
Um, one of the things I think uh, I should have done when I was younger, but I wouldn't, you know, I got some, I've been invited back to my high school a few times to talk. Of course. Um, when you're in there, talk to some of those guidance counselors. But that's one thing that I think we all avoided when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, come come to my office and, and talk. And like, it's just like, a small uh, room. And it's I'm like, nah, they're going to think I'm in them classes. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, go right to them classes and in one of those small rooms and one of the offices and ask those questions, you know, if you, whatever high school that you graduated from. And they'll be able to provide you some insight as well. So, it's a couple couple tips I would, I would provide beautiful what brings you joy mm. today and how has therapy helped you find that Whew. if it has yeah no therapy definitely has uh helped tremendously that's a good question um i think that what has brought me joy traveling here right um i know you know uh but you know i just lost my brother a few 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 months ago um one of his one of his mainstays one of the things he loved was commuting to new york right because he, he worked in the city um i think i always feel connected with him or i have started to feel connected with him in the uh, few times i've been able to travel back and forth to new york and uh, on the train because I know he loved that. So that what brought me joy is is having a conversation before I got on here and learning a little bit more about what brings other people joy and like what they're good at. Um, and I, I know my brother was a very quiet person, but is. You know, is present. Right, is a very quiet person. Uh, but he let his his reputation and his work ethic precede him. But what brought me joy today was was traveling in on the train, thinking about him and feeling connected with, with him in, in that regard, listening to music. Um, but so I, I've learned to to accept that, you know, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't nowhere. He, he's right here. So Love that. Yeah. Can you, one of my last questions. Right, take your time. Can you speak to therapy providing you the opportunity to hold on to joy during heavy loss Mm. i'll have to get back to you on that because i think that's that's a work in progress right um for a while and you know grieving is is a process you ever seen analyze this or analyze that with uh rob it's grieving it's a process Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was it was such a process that, you know, it could physically enable you, right? Like and or whatever the case may be. Um but it's it's taught me to like release a little bit of of I guess, you know, the anger or the the mm, that's imperative. Right, right. It taught me to release a little bit of that feeling, right? Like um and then work on those memories. Like those memories are, are, are there for a reason, right? Very so like, well. whether like you know, like you know, I'm 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 the youngest of six, right? And you know, obviously, me and my brother like you know, tussle when we're kids, right? Yeah. Like, oh, why did I do that? But like, no, those are like joyous yeah. memories, almost yeah. like you know, um, and, and and but there's times where he you know taught you how to do this or, um, you know, connected over music, right? And and so what counseling in itself and therapy in itself has taught me is like releasing the grief and, and, and 
or, or processing grief, releasing the anger, and 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 finding the joy in the memories that want to you know, replay, and and really just not beating yourself up, right? Life is life, and it's going to continue to be life so long that we live it, right? So <laughs> it's going to be a little ghetto too for us. Yeah, it's real ghetto. It's real ghetto. <laughs> right? I know you had to pay bills. This is wild, right? If it ain't one thing, it's another. That's the one thing our parents said. But yeah. whew, I understand it now. I understand it. I understand it wholeheartedly. So with that, and also talking about our parents and things that they said, what is something that you would tell young men of color, boys of color, today that you wish you were told? Well, definitely uh, seek assistance, right? Like, and 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 find no pride or have no pride in in and 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 like. Asking for help, right? The, the big, the biggest part of what I think stifled me is like I never saw my mom and dad ask for too much help, or I never, they never, they never let me see it, right? Um, sometimes it's humbling. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's like ask for assistance. Ask. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, so to the young brothers, I, w- I would say, like, you know, ask, ask for assistance. What we're seeing on television and in the streets and, you know, within our families, it's not normal. No, it's really not normal. It really isn't. It's not normal. And don't allow anybody to actually think it is like help to make you think it is. So everything that you see that seems abnormal. Find somewhere to go talk about. It, right. And. Don't feel bad about it either. That's one thing I would tell. Them. Yeah, that's really good. And now my favorite question, which should be an interesting response, considering this is something you bonded with your brother over. Name three songs mm. that you listen to to get you in and out of any mood. Mm. It's the toughest question I ask. Yeah, no, that's, that's hard. <laughs> and it, I think I think I yeah, it might have changed in the last few months. Um, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, T-R-O-Y. Uh, they reminisce over you. Um, and anybody ever listens to that record? No one. But I always listen to the beat. Yeah, listen to the record, listen to the last verse. Like, it's talking about how he's connected with somebody and how they met and, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and their passing. Um, that's one record. Um, Allure, Jay-Z. Um, that's an actual good Jay-Z record. Yeah, it makes me think of one of my cousins. Um, because, he, you know, he was boisterous, big man. You know what I mean? Money, the girls loved him. Kids loved him old folks look like even like loved being around them so um that just makes me like connected to them and and um and donny hathaway someday we'll all be free that's where i'm at with it so <laughs> i mean those those are three records i think that make me feel most connected to um you know my brother and and people around me um but those also help me maneuver different moods right um, music's the closest thing to God, um, no matter what style of music it is, um, it's in, in, in its truest form. Uh, but they make me, those songs make me feel closest. So that's where I'm at with it. Beautiful. No Thank doubt. you so much for sitting down with me. No doubt, no doubt. You know I love your energy ah, and you being here. I love it, I love it. As always, you can continue to join the conversation and tune in at Black Men Cry Too. That's T-O-O. And this has been another set. Thank you. It's amazing. Ain't it?